It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. I do have a little bit of good news for uh, for Democrats. Um, Joe Biden apparently is very good for big business. I, I, did you read the headlines this morning? I know you're looking at the 75% of America thinks we're going in the wrong direction and uh, 16% <laughs> strongly approve of the president's performance across the board. But uh, did you realize that uh, Saudi oil giant Aramco's first quarter profits surged 80%? Thanks to Joe Biden. I think this is great news for the people of Saudi Arabia. And not for us. I mean, it's going to suck for us. I mean, go out and scramble for formula and whatnot. But uh, in in Saudi Arabia, Ramco said Sunday its profits 80% in the first three months of the year. So that's pretty cool. A record net income of $39.5 billion, up $21 billion during the same period last year, which is pretty remarkable. I mean, if you look at the uh, the earnings growth of uh, this company, have basically kind of mirrored the um, increase in price that you're paying for gas at the pump. I think they're right about the same Right about the same thing there. And also, more good news for big business. Uh, for people who uh, love Joe Biden, Russia oil revenues up 50% as Western sanctions on oil exports prove ineffective because they were toothless and worthless, and everybody knows that it was a slap on the wrist, essentially. Russian oil revenues raised 50% since the beginning of the year, despite Western nations attempting to isolate and weaken the Russian economy. The only problem is, see, if you if you buy oil from them, you're not exactly uh, <clears throat> weakening them or, or uh, isolating them. <clears throat> oh, and then also this uh, headline. I had this yesterday, but I wanted to bring it up to you. Major trucking firms are preparing for imminent diesel shortage in the eastern half of the United States. There you go. Freight Waves uh, CEO Craig Fuller said three very large fleets are preparing for diesel pumps at fuel stations to run by. Uh, you thought your groceries were expensive now? You ain't seen nothing yet, kids. You ain't seen nothing yet. And this is all by design. This is all, and I told you this is going to be, everything is going to be thrown at you in the next few months. And today, I will guarantee you, if it hasn't, uh, I mean, it kind of has anyway. There's been a de facto war on conservatives and Trump supporters for the last couple of years in this country. In the mainstream media, the Democrat Party, a lot of people in the Republican Party, uh, and of course, uh, big social media. Today, it will become very clear that Joe Biden is declaring war on you. Even Liz Cheney, weasel. I mean, usually you don't call women weasels, you know, or in generally you don't call women a-holes. These are just words that are reserved for men a lot of the times, you know. you got uh, weasel and a-hole. Those are usually for men. But I'm willing to say that Liz Cheney is both of them. And uh, she officially declared war on the Republican Party yesterday. I'll, I'll share this very shortly. But I was thinking about this last night, as, as I always am want to do when I'm uh, hanging around watching TV, making dinner, whatever. And I was thinking, the Democrat Party, and I hate, the, I hate cliched expressions. I don't like on steroids. I don't like 2.0. I don't like at the end of the day. I don't like the word vintage because it's overused. But I really thought last night 
that this was apropos and that the Democrat Party wants George Floyd on steroids. Now, this doesn't mean that the Democrat Party wants another uh, black man to be uh, killed by a police officer in Minneapolis. No, it wants the reaction. It wants the burning of cities. It wants the disruption of everything. It wants the country to be in utter chaos. That's the only way they see to possibly upset the election, if not steal the election. And if that isn't the case, they'll just try to take the bloody country down. I'm not joking. I wish I was. But if you thought 2020 was bad, they want to make it a whole hell of a lot worse this summer. Because this summer is the culmination of the 55 years of the class of 1968. It'd be 54, I guess, right? 54 years of the class of 1968. And their grooming of students during that time to get them to where we are now. And they are discovering that all of that time has been for naught because America is rejecting wholesale all of their BS. We are. We are we are experiencing victory after victory after victory, whether that be this nonsense CRT in schools, people saying no, school boards around the country being voted out because of that crap. You've got all of the uh, the transgender nonsense that is uh, blowing up in the face of companies like Disney and blowing up at school boards around the country. And I've got a lot of devious really sick stuff coming up with regard to what the radical transgender lobby is doing in schools. It's worse than you could ever imagine. But all of this is blowing up. Mask mandate, bye-bye. COVID vaccine passports, bye-bye. Backlash on the southern border, although they're doing everything they can to wholesale open the country to a massive illegal incursion. I use that word Specifically, it is. It is an affront to the citizenry of the country and the sovereignty of the country, and it is criminal, right? So what we have to do is we not only have to survive to after the election in November, we also have to fight like hell. Am I talking about a physical fight? No, unless somebody decides to make it physical. Otherwise, let's keep it right up here between the ears where we have an advantage. We have the advantage. We are not intellectually or morally bankrupt like the left, like the Democrat Party in this country. Everything they have is based on fear. That's it. I'm not saying that all Republicans are angels by any means. I uh, kind of lean toward the Republican side of the political spectrum because of people like Ron Johnson, uh, because of people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's extreme. No, not really. No, not really. And Lauren Boebert and Kat Kamek. We'll hear from Kat Kamek later in the show. She went and visited one of those big old uh, warehouses filled to the brim with formula for illegal aliens coming in the country. Yeah, I use the word illegal aliens because there's nothing wrong with it. Somebody just decided to make it bad. Really wasn't. You're an illegal criminal alien when you come into the country illegally. But she went in there, and it looked like that uh, warehouse scene from the end of the Indiana Jones movie, the first one. When you walk in and they roll in the uh, the Ten Commandments, and uh, that's what the baby formula warehouse looks like at the Mexican border while you're scrambling all over the, the country to get it for your kid. 
while you're scrambling. It is uh, quite remarkable to say the least. But you know, the Biden administration is focused on the important stuff, like a new press mouthpiece, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Corinne Jean-Pierre. And yes, I will make fun of her name. Uh, Get used to it. Corinne Jean-Pierre, yesterday, uh, immediately flashing her badge, immediately flashing her badge like a uh, like a millennial who need to step in and, and express the importance of why they're there. And it's nothing to do with her intelligence, her uh, pedigree, for lack of anything, as far as academically. It's all about checking boxes. I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black, gay, immigrant woman. A black, gay, immigrant woman. Ding, 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 ding. You forgot somebody who's uh, vertically challenged. You're not a very tall person. The first of all three of those to hold this position. I would not be here today if it were not for generations. She's standing on the shoulders of giants. Is that the cliche she's going to use next? I'm just guessing. Of barriers, barrier-breaking people before me. I stand on their shoulders. Like Joseph Mingala, uh, you know, not, no, no, I mean, I mean Goebbels. It, Goebbels is who I'm talking about. Shoulders, if, if it were, Anthony Fauci stands on the shoulders of Joseph Mingala. Not for generations of barrier-breaking <laughs> barrier people before me, I would not be here. I liken all of the, uh, the, the political fires that we have going on and all of the discoveries that we're having and all of the truth we're finding to a, a, a twister board that uh, just the squares catch fire. And you've got to immediately put your foot over on, uh, you know, red red square uh, left foot. You've got to put your foot on it to put the fire out because people know that masks are stupid. Or or that, uh, it's, oh, oh, there goes the uh, right foot uh, blue. Uh, that's uh, that's the uh, Trump-Russia collusion thing. And, oh, it's on fire. No, put your foot on it. That's too late. Everybody knows about it. So it's kind of like a burning twister board that they're trying to manage in the age of uh, digital media, in the age of you knowing everything. And and as soon as it was announced yesterday that Joe Biden was going to go to Buffalo, even though he didn't go to Waukesha after a hate criminal ran over a bunch of people, crushed them to death, weaved through traffic to hit people intentionally, including a little eight-year-old, and many people will never be able to walk again, be able to perform again in any way, shape, or form. They will be affected forever, but Joe Biden didn't bother. Because they weren't black people, you see. And this isn't, I don't like using race, but I I despise it when a political party uses race to their advantage like this. Because the Democrat Party forever has been using black people. And this resonated in my speech in Baltimore a couple weeks ago. And I had so many people of color who were there who said, yep, they like to use you. Then the day after the election, leave some money on the dresser. And that's what Joe Biden is doing right now. He's going off to Waukesha. He and his dimwit wife, yeah, and she is not a bright person. Sorry, I, you know, if you're going to slight Melania Trump for five years, even though she knows five languages, accomplished, beautiful person, if you're going to slander her in every way, shape, or form, I can say that Jill Biden is a dimwit who's only sold 250 copies of her miserable book that nobody wants to read. There. That said, he's going off to Buffalo. And you're all supposed to think that, uh, and this is what Joe Biden wants you to think, that he is down with your struggle. 
He is 100%. That, can you believe these white people would do this? Can you believe this? Oh, my gosh. And the, the Republican Party, I'm sure they're really into it. And, you know, this is all a part of that replacement thing that everybody's been talking about for so long that actually nobody even know existed before about two days ago when they suddenly discovered it. But Joe Biden's going to Buffalo because he wants to divide us. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about Joe Biden's visit to Buffalo. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and 61 injured in an attack on a Christmas parade? Well, it's the same reason that uh, Barack Obama identifies as an African-American and not a white guy. There's no uh, capital in investing in the white portion of the equation. Uh, the same goes with, uh, essentially, uh, Kamala Harris. Do you realize that she's also an Indian-American? Yeah, I know it's crazy, but you see, there's nothing, there's no advantage to saying, I'm an Indian-American. There's no uh, victimhood available there, and, uh, and there's more political capital if you say you are an African-American or you're a black American. That is something that was important for him to do, but he has visited many, uh, many other communities. It's no, not really. He hasn't. You're wrong. Buffalo is not the first. Hasn't visited Chicago yet with all the uh, the mass shootings there. Community, sadly, that he has to go up to uh, because of a violent attack. No, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He just chooses to go some places. He, 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 somebody tells him he has to go because he thinks he might get some political points out of it. Because you could really give a rat's behind about uh, anybody who died in uh, Buffalo. They, they only see, mm, oh, wait, who died? Oh, they were white people, and they were run over like speed bumps by a guy who's a uh, uh, BLM supporter? Mm. That is probably not going to merit a visit. Mm. No, 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 no. But uh, what'd you say? What, what, what? We got a call from 10 black people killed in a shooting, and the guy was white? Oh, hell yeah. Book that flight right now and clear the schedule, folks. We're not going to Delaware this weekend. We are going to, what is it? To, what, is it where is it? Rochester? Where is it? Oh, it's Buffalo, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll write that. Just write that down. Yeah, remember, Buffalo starts with a B like black. So there you go. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we found out that Elon Musk wanted to buy Twitter. But it immediately, the left began to realize, oh, my God in heaven, we don't have absolute control over everything. We don't have control of the narrative. We were able to get away with the election of 2020 by saying everything was disinformation and misinformation, misinformation and disinformation taken from the uh, former Soviet Union playbook of Joseph Stalin. So now what they're going to do is they're going to say that uh, we have to shut down the hate speech or white supremacist speech on the web. Now, you may recall, as I've said, on College Camp I, for decades it was racist, 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 everybody's a racist. When that started to fall on deaf ears because everybody knew that the opposition, the Republicans weren't racist, they decided to make it worse. So they would call it uh, white supremacist. They would call it white supremacist. And then they would say that words are violence. Words are violence. And that has moved off the campus into the, uh, the mainstream of the country. It is failing it still exists on college campuses, and it exists quite flawlessly on college campuses, but it's doing a face plant outside. That doesn't stop people like Kathy Hochul, the dimwit. I think she likes carrots. I think she likes to eat just raw carrots, just pull them right out of the ground. Anyway, Kathy Hochul is talking about basically shutting down social media and keeping Republicans and conservatives off. But I don't, I'm going to be investigating that very question, George. I want to know what people knew and when they knew it. Sure you do and calling upon our law enforcement as well as our social media. Ah, there you go. 
Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Platforms, the CEO. That's what it's all about. <laughs> Left wing. Those of those companies need to be held accountable and ensure, assure all of us that they're taking every step, step humanly possible to be only monitoring this information. How- yeah, there you go. Misinformation, of course. Uh, let's go to John in Eldersburg. Hello there, John. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, uh, good show, Rob. You know, Thank you. I, I'm, I'm predicting that Joe Biden is going to throw the race car down today. And yes. he will further divide this country. Of course. Everybody's going to be a white supremacist. Uh, we've got to shut down any kind of AM radio talk. Yes. We've got to shut down Fox News. This is right for the fascist playbook. Oh, yes. This is how they play. But here's my real disappointment. Where is the Republican leadership calling him a racist today for playing a race card? You will not find that. And that's what's missing to stop this. This is nothing but a playbook right out of the fascist playbook the Democrats have been playing for years. Yes. Mitch McConnell will be hiding under his desk, and the rest of that leadership up there, a weak leadership, they all need to go. People need to stand up. In the end, this is all about controlling what you say, how you say it, and how you vote, so we can take away your freedoms, your savings, your religions, and your guns. That's Boom. What it's all about yeah. John, very nice, my friend. Hey guys, it's Carson for Raycon Earbuds. A lot of people did not make a resolution this year. I didn't. I go to the gym year-round, actually. That doesn't mean you shouldn't still find a way to shake things up, whether it's by switching up your workout routine or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself this year, there's no better way than to do it with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you because no matter how much you shake things up, literally no matter how much you shake, you know they won't fall out of your ears. Their everyday earbuds work, feel, and sound better than ever. There's also awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings so you can take Raycons with you wherever you go. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons offer up to eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, and they're priced just right. Right now, Newsmax listeners get up to 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. That's buyraycon.com slash Newsmax to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. So they're really out of place. So what they're going to try this summer is just to wreck everything. I really do believe they're just going to try to burn, to loot, to wreck to slander, to malign, to plant, to sick government agencies on people. The the summer of rage. Rage, I tell you. Man, what a bunch of inseparable people. Uh, For the women of this country, this will be a summer of rage, according to Rachel Carmona, president of the Women's March. Um, Yeah, see, my wife is a woman in this country, and it's not going to be, actually. It's going to be a summer of yard work, uh, uh, hanging in a she shed, watching HGTV, chilling. Uh, I don't see rage. I don't see rage being a part. I should call her. Let me text her real quick here. Honey, honey, Kel, are you planning on joining the summer of rage? Send. And uh, nope, just got to be chilling in my she shed, watching HGTV, drinking cheap New Zealand Chardonnay out of a box. There you go. So. Not uh, summer rage there. We're going to say, the, you know, on, wow. Do you really think that enough of you radical leftist feminists who smell a lot like patchouli and pot smoke 
really are going to foam in a, a summer of rain. I don't think they, it'll be like, you know, Bluto in, uh, in Animal House is like, remember when the, when the, uh, the Germans, in, you know, in, in, attacked Pearl Harbor? Come on, let's go. And he run out, you know, and nobody follows him. That's kind of like that with most women in America. They're not going to do the summer of rage thing. They're not really ragey that way. Mm, sorry to disappoint you. Joining me on the Newsmax Hotline, I know she's in a big hurry this morning, got a vote this morning, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. I like to say, who's down with MTG? Yeah, you know, me. Uh, MTG, how you doing today? Hey, Rob, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm glorious. I want to start off with Joe Biden's visit to uh, Buffalo this morning. Uh, in the past, when there wasn't the internet and there wasn't talk radio and all of that, he may have gotten away with it. But this appears, and it is, a nakedly political move. It is callous. It is uh, shameful. And it's using people uh, because of race. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's purely disgusting that Democrats have to stoop, to continue to stoop to these levels um, and try to make everything political when we know it's not. The Buffalo shooting is, is a tragedy that, that, you know, shouldn't be used this way. Um, mental illness is, is really the root cause of this, yeah. and it's an issue that we're largely ignoring, and, and I think that's a failure. Biden is going there trying to make it about um, white nationalism. He's trying to make it about white replacement, whatever that is. He's trying to make it about, um, you know, guns and how guns are the, the problem, but it's not. All of it is related to mental illness. And this this kid had a history of it, yep. and he had threatened to shoot up his school, and then he ended up doing the the unthinkable uh, this weekend. So now, shame on Joe Biden for not now, caring about any anything else. It's ridiculous. He he always uses people. He uses uh, the black population, the Democrat Party. They use them before the election, and then the morning after the election, they leave some money on the dresser and leave. I've been using that analogy for a while. Uh, by the way, I'm a big believer in replacement theory. I've said for 16 months we need to replace Joe Biden. Um, but that said, <laughs> let's. I want to get into the. They tried to kick you off the ballot, and I, and I watched the, the hearings where you are being questioned, and you really made the people who wanted you off the ballot look like idiots, including so much as they 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 asked you if you saw the movie Independence Day and the monologue uh, by Bill Pullman as the president of the United States, and I saw you kind of chuckling about it. Uh, your overall thoughts on that attempt and uh, and what they tried to do and how they failed. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness, Rob. It wasn't hard to make them look bad. It was simply by just letting them talk. These, yes. these clowns, and that's exactly what they were, totally politicized our courtroom, uh, making making a mockery of, of everything that a court should be about. They, they embarrassed themselves, and they tried to claim um, that I, that me, supposedly, had some sort of inspiration from the movie Independence Day to... <laughs> to, quote, wage an insurrection against the United States, unquote. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous, and they played that movie clip, and I literally couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't, this is, these guys are actually doing this right now? Oh. And, um, yeah, it was really something else, and I, I just kind of was like, well, why don't you just play the whole movie? Because in my mind, that would have been enjoyable for everyone. <laughs> no. watching this. You know what's really funny? They also said that your use of the word 1776 was was problematic like you using a date in history a year of our lord as some sort of a a, a buzzword some sort of a, a dog whistle i guess uh what the hell did you have to say about that well you know i had to point out that 
those guys, and, and I had a good time with it because yes. when I kept pointing out, they're not from Georgia. They're from New York and Massachusetts, so they clearly didn't see the, our Georgia state seal on the wall, which is directly behind our good Judge Boudreaux, by the way. And I had to point it out that, you know, we're proud of our history. We, we're proud of our founding. We're so proud of it in Georgia that 1776 is on our state seal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, is, this is fantastic. I saw that. I'm like, you doofuses. You really, really are getting your arses kicked. Uh, let's talk real quick about the uh, Roe v. Wade. Um, uh, a lot of feminists are saying that this is going to be a uh, well, summer of destruction or whatever. Uh, they forget the uh, the other choice, which is to have the baby and the women in the country, the other half of the women in the country who say, no, we're not going to do a summer of rage. Um, what do you think is, is going to happen, in, not only with regard to Roe v. Wade, but this summer in America? Oh, well, I have to tell you what's happening right now. I'm, I'm sitting at the Capitol because I have to go in and, and to vote here in a few minutes. But across the street at the Supreme Court, they are holding a life event that is absolutely beautiful. There's hundreds of people out there. They're singing praise music, praising God, um, and they are all out there fighting fighting for life and, and supporting the Supreme Court justices uh, and, they're ho- and hoping and waiting in, in our God's good graces that this will be overturned. <clears throat> and, and I think that's what we're going to see here. We're not going to see a summer of rage. I think we're going to see the Lord's will done, and that is to, to start. And I say start because overturning Roe is really the beginning of, of ending the most awful thing that's ever happened in human history, and that's abortion, um, killing the unborn. So I'm, I'm excited. I was over there, and I spoke at the event just a little while ago. And, and I think we're going to see more of the movement for life coming forward. And I have to tell you, Rob, Women do have a choice that's, and they have, they have multiple choices. It's this, have the baby, have the baby and be a mother and it'll be the greatest blessing of your life. And then there's another choice, Rob, don't have sex. If you don't want to get pregnant. The best way to prevent that is just choose to not have sex. And I know that that is uh, a lot of common sense, but hopefully people will understand it. Well, you know, the Democrats are once again um, cha- uh, playing the race card. They're saying that the women of color cannot afford birth control. Uh, birth control is, is free. Uh, birth control is available everywhere. Birth control is almost like sand on the beach. That's a joke. And, and it is, honestly, it's the ultimate, uh, I guess, uh, underestimation of a, a group of people. And it's an insult. It's truly insulting. Uh, real quick, two more things. And I know you got to go vote. Uh, baby formula shortage in the country. The Biden administration apparently knew this for a while. Uh, Javier Bracera actually admitted it. Joe Biden says, no, we, we couldn't read minds. What is your thought on this? Oh, they've known about it for a while. We have so many broken sectors of our economy. And baby formula has been uh, in a shortage since last year. It just cropped up to a crisis uh, over the past few weeks. And so Biden, for him to not know, just shows you he doesn't know anything. He's the most disconnected uh, president we've ever had because he is severely suffering with Alzheimer's or dementia, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, we all know it. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Every just people won't face it. But it, this is this is an outrage. We're not a third world country, but yet we're living like one because mothers cannot find baby formula. And yeah. that's what I was like practically screaming on the House floor last week yeah. when they were voting to send forty billion dollars to Ukraine 
but yet mothers in America oh. can't buy baby formula. Can I tell you, let me t- that speech last week on the floor, MTG, that meant a lot to people. People asked me to call and they asked me to repeat that. I played that speech three times. When you were comparing Ukraine to mothers meeting baby formula, that was wonderful, by the way. I got to give you props because I see, a, I see a lot of speeches on the floor. You owned it, and I've never had people request to hear it again. So I want to give, wow. you, give you props for that. Um, uh, one other thing that I want to ask you, and I know you got to go, and I appreciate your time today. Everybody asks me, Rob, how do you feel about the future of the country? I believe that the class of 1968 is getting curb stomped all over the place and that we're going to win. <laughs> but we're going to suffer in the meantime, MTG. They're, they're declaring war. Joe Biden today, I believe, is going to officially declare war on the Republican Party. What are your thoughts about that? And then what's ahead for the country? Well, that you may be right, Rob. I mean, he's already declared war on women. Uh, the Democrat Party is, and Joe Biden has declared war on children. Yeah. Uh, they've declared war on American small businesses. They've de- declared war on parents and families and our American way of life. So, uh, of course, they have, to do, they have to pull out all the stops. They have to do anything they can because they know November is coming and they have the same polling numbers we have and they know that they're losing because yeah. they're failing so badly. So, um, yeah, I think I think we're going to see them just literally do anything to try to stop this red wave that's coming in November. Before we go, is there any place that I can send people to uh, find you on social media? I know you're on Getter, among other places. I would Are, are you on True Social yet? Yes, I'm on Sweet. True Social. Boom. I am. Um, I'm on there. I'm also uh, hanging on by a thread on Twitter with my congressional account. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Telegram, Gab, uh, Rumble, um, and oh, then my yeah. website is mtg4america.com, mtg4america.com. So, so thank you for, uh, for people following me and, and keeping track of me, and most yeah. of all, thank you for all the support. All right. Um, and just know that I've got your back, too. And, and thanks, Rob. All right. You hang in there. And uh, congratulations. God bless. And I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That is MTG, baby. MTG, Marjorie Taylor Green. She's an extremist. No, not really. No, no, not really. Not really extremist. I mean, uh, you know who's extremist? Uh, Nancy Pelosi is an extremist. Uh, you know, with these pro-abortion uh, protesters, uh, they are extremists. Here's one. Oh, listen to this. If you think, if you think that Marjorie Taylor Greene is extreme, extreme, uh, listen to this. Do you believe in abortion after birth? Would you, would you say? I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do. That's her choice. At any point of the child's life? At any point of the lady's life, that's her choice to kill another person's body. It's going to always be her choice. Even after the baby's born? It's always her choice. So if they're two years old? It's always her choice. Release all of the mom murderers in the prison system. Every mother who has killed one of their children, please, even if it's murder, even if it's uh, during a, you know, an armed something or other, even if it's a, you know, it, it, release them all. Because if you give birth to a child when you're a woman, which is all of... People who give birth to children, you can kill them at any point in your life. In their 16 or 70, hell, even 32. I can kill my two-year-old. It's a woman's right to choose. It is a woman's right to choose to just murder your baby. To kill their child at any point. It's a woman's right to choose.
Wow, yeah, yeah. And the MTG is the extreme one. Sure, you bet. Thanks for listening today. Please share with others. Make sure to check out my show on Newsmax, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World. If you go to NewsmaxTV.com, you can see the archive if you missed last week's episode. In the meantime, God bless you. God bless our military. God bless our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt, and above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.